Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Happy Monday and welcome to this next iced coffee date. This is actually an afternoon coffee date um, because I did not get my act together this morning. Um, it's the I'm recording this the Monday after Thanksgiving and the holiday weekend. So just getting back into the swing of things. Had a lot going on as far as getting Quinn off to school, getting organized, making lunches, you know, just all the Monday things. So just didn't have time to record my normal episode. But I didn't want to miss this one because it's a good one. <laughs> so this week on Instagram, on the podcast, we are going to be talking about estrogen dominance. And this is something that I see again and again with one-on-one -on -one clients. I have probably run 50 plus Dutch tests at this point, And I would say probably like 75 of them are some sort of estrogen dominance issue going on. And the reason why estrogen dominance is such an issue for so many women. We're going to get into a few of those factors, but it can really help or really prevent you from losing fat as far as fat loss and weight loss goes. And that's because extra estrogen in the body kind of has this like cyclical relationship with body fat. So if you are overweight, you might have high levels of estrogen. If you have high levels of estrogen, you're going to have high levels of body fat. And there's kind of like this, like I said, cyclical relationship where the estrogen feeds the fat cells, the fat cells feed the estrogen. Um, and it can be really, really hard for women to get out of this cycle and it can make fat loss that much harder. And it's not to say that you can't lose weight when you have some sort of hormonal imbalance. It just, I feel like you need to do extreme things to get the results that you want. Um, and it can just, it just makes the whole process that much harder. And I mean, especially when you're trying to lose weight, you really do need to be consistent. And if you're struggling with cravings or you're struggling with um, PMS symptoms or things like that. It just makes the whole process that much harder. Who I have here, I'm a little, little pug friend. If you're watching this on a video, I now have a 30 pound dog on my lap. So Murph, let's get back to estrogen and estrogen dominance. Hopefully <laughs> he will just hang out. Um, so estrogen. So what is estrogen all about? So estrogen is often known as the female hormone. Um, both men and women have it, but obviously there's going to be higher levels in women. And really it's what makes us women. You know, it gives us breasts and it gives us a menstrual cycle. It's very much needed as far as regulating our menstrual cycle along with progesterone. Um, and if you don't have adequate levels of estrogen, you're not going to ovulate, you're not going to have a regular cycle. Um, it's just very, very important as far as being a woman goes. Um, and of course, you know, over time, if your progesterone and testosterone kind of gets out of whack or ends up being a little bit lower, um, it's something called estrogen dominance, where estrogen is out of range as far as progesterone goes. So the ratio of estrogen to progesterone is a little bit out of whack and you start seeing symptoms of estrogen dominance, so excess estrogen in the system. Um, and this can happen naturally, you know, it can happen because of diet and lifestyle and habits and things like that. Um, but I feel like the common symptoms or the common things that women experience are um, weight gain or weight resistance, especially like in your hip, butt and thighs. I mean, for 
for me, I went through estrogen dominance issues um, for quite a while. I just didn't realize what I was going through or how to deal with it, you know, prior to becoming an FDN and really educating myself on all this. And that's why um, I share this with everybody because um, I don't want to say it's easily fixable, but it's definitely fixable. And I feel like if you pay attention to your diet and your lifestyle, there's so many changes that you can make um, without the use of, you know, uh, bioidentical hormones, things like that, the pill. Um, I just think there's so much you can do as far as diet and lifestyle goes to help. Um, other common symptoms are heavy periods or irregular non-existent periods, um, mood swings, irritability. Um, you hold more fat or weight in your stomach and like butt area. Um, and you just can't seem to get the weight off. I think those are kind of like the key ones. And I would say, you know, 95% of the women who come to work with us want to lose weight. They want to change their body composition. So if they're struggling with this issue, it just makes it that much harder. Um, other symptoms of high estrogen are bloating, um, swelling or tenderness of your breasts, um, fibric lumps in your breasts, um, decreased sex drive, um, irregular periods, I think I said that one already, um, PMS symptoms, so like cramping, moodiness, irritability, um, headaches is another one, like headaches right before your period or right when your period starts, um, anxiety, panic attacks, um, sleep issues, um, hair loss is another one, um, cold hands and feet, which can very much relate to um, thyroid issues. So extra estrogen actually prevents T4 from converting to T3 in the gut or T3 to T4 in the gut. Um, and of course, not enough progesterone can lead to thyroid issues too. So if you're somebody struggling with thyroid issues, you might struggle with estrogen dominance as well. Um, insomnia, um, sorry, more, more symptoms, insomnia or just trouble sleeping, waking up at night, um, fatigue, memory problems, brain fog. Um, there's definitely a lot of symptoms because of estrogen dominance. Um, and of course, these symptoms can overlap with um, low progesterone, low testosterone, all of that. But um, yeah, this is super duper common. Like I said, I'd say probably like 75% of the hormone tests that I read, uh, I see this in women and it's it's for a variety of reasons. Um, I think the biggest one is probably stress. And you guys are all gonna be like, yeah, yeah, I know stress is an issue. I know I need to manage stress. Um, but stress kills all sex hormones. So it will kill progesterone, it will kill testosterone, um, can kill estrogen too. So if you are really, really stressed, like mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, I think a lot of times people think, you know, stress is like work stress or relationship stress, um, but it could also be, you know, anxiety, constantly worrying, having the mental to-do list in your head or just overwhelmed about all the things that you need to do in life. Um, and of course, physical stress is in there as far as if you're somebody who's chronically under eating, maybe you're over exercising, you're not getting enough sleep, um, you have gut issues, you have chronic inflammation or chronic pain. Um, there's so many things that go into this whole idea of stress. So really it is stopping, slowing down, figuring out what those sources of stress are. And of course, you know, a coach or a practitioner can help you identify those things um, and be accountable to yourself because you know, things aren't going to change until you are aware of what you need to change and then make an honest commitment to what you need to change. So um, obviously, you know, stress goes back to everything. And I mean, I am the poster child for not managing stress and running into all of these issues. <laughs> so um, I can also speak from experience as far as hormonal imbalance and stress go. 
Um, another um, common reason for high levels of estrogen are the use of um, xenoestrogens in our lives or just exposure to it. So the biggest ones are, you know, plastics and like drinking out of plastic water bottles, using plastic Tupperware and things like that. Um, I mean, back in the day, I mean, I used to eat those like lean cuisines, lean cuisines and like the plastic and like microwave them. Oh, don't microwave plastic guys. <laughs> get the glass, spend the money on the Pyrex. You can even get some like cheapy knockoffs on Amazon, but yeah, stop with the plastic. Um, but basically these are endocrine disruptors. They kind of like mimic estrogens and things like that, but they're in our system. And if they're not getting out of our system, they are being recirculated um, and can really like mess up our hormones. Um, <clears throat> so plastic water bottles, disposable cups, plastic wrap, food containers, that type of stuff, but also pesticides um, in our food, in our water. Um, so, you know, doing your best as far as choosing organic as much as possible. And I know organic's more expensive, so prioritizing like the meat and the dairy and the dirty dozen and things like that, and just doing your best because sometimes organic's really not that much more expensive or um, using a service like ButcherBox or Thrive Market, um, that's a great place to get really good organic products for cheap and the thing about conventional products is that they do have pesticides and chemicals and glyphosate and all that and of course you know those things are running through your system you don't want that um, and also um, you know chemicals in cosmetics lotions shampoos other body care products um, big that's why I'm a big fan of beauty counter you know I found the the brand a million years ago. I've been a consultant. I don't talk about it too much um, just because I'm busy doing other things, guys. I still use Beauty Counter. I actually need to place an order because I'm out of a few things. Um, I still sell it, <laughs> but um, if you think about what you are putting on your body every single day, um, you know, lotions and creams and face washes and stuff like that um, can also have these xenoestrogens in there and can mimic, you know, having these excess hormones in your body. So really paying attention to things that you use all the time. Um, I've had this conversation with uh, clients and, you know, various women in my life about like mascara and like things like that that are, you know, you're just like a small, you know, you're using them like just on your eyelashes or on your eyebrows, like things like that. I don't, those are kind of like the low hanging fruits, but like if you're putting body lotion, face cream, stuff like that, um, that stuff I would definitely pay attention to as far as just making sure they are the most natural as possible. Um, but other reasons for high estrogen levels um, could be gut dysbiosis. And this is personally what I've been struggling with just because I have GI issues. Um, so what happens with estrogen is your body produces it every single day. Estrogen is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just you don't want to have an excess of it. You want to use it in your system and then you want to get it out. And the way that estrogen gets out of your system, it goes through the liver. There are two phases of detox in the liver. And then there's a phase three, which is technically, you know, out through your bowel movement. So you want to make sure your liver is happy and your gut is happy. So if you're having any sort of gut issues, um, especially like thyroid issues, you know, constipation goes hand in hand with that, you're not getting that extra estrogen out of your system. And really you should be having a bowel movement every single day, if not two a day. So if you're somebody that's going every few days, maybe once a week, um, you definitely need to figure out the gut issues um, because there could be some sort of underlying issue there, but the estrogen's not getting out of your system. It's just staying in your body, recirculating, and that's what's going to lead to, you know, fat loss resistance, um, PMS symptoms, um, all the symptoms I mentioned before as far as extra estrogen um, goes in the body. So 
Gut dysbiosis is a big one. Um, also um, related to that is if you are eating a low fiber diet because fiber is great because it helps out draw, helps draw out those extra estrogens as well as toxins and pesticides and all that. Um, so making sure you're getting enough fiber in your diet. So I'm a big fan of um, soluble fibers. They are really great as far as getting that extra estrogen out. So if you followed me for a little bit of time now, you know that I did this bean protocol and the whole basis of the bean protocol is the soluble fibers in the beans um, and that helps draw you know out those extra estrogens and everything helps with um, bile production and the bile you know helps as well um, so making sure you're getting enough um, beans and lentils and oats and things like that in your diet and I mean I would say if you're having a real is issue with estrogen to add you know those foods to just about every meal that you're eating I think it can really really help um, and of course you know if you're somebody is not eating enough fiber or you're not like consuming a decent amount. Don't feel like you need to go from eating, you know, eight grams of fiber to 25 plus grams of fiber overnight because yes, that will cause some sort of GI distress. So just do it slowly. And I typically recommend my clients are getting anywhere from 25 to 35 plus grams of fiber per day. Um, and if you are tracking your food in like my fitness pal or another tracking app, you can see how much fiber you're consuming. It's actually on the nutrition tab. Um, but I've had, you know, women track their fiber and they're below 10 grams per day. So if you're struggling with estrogen, estrogen dominance, like like increasing your fiber could be really important. Um, so again, like I said, just do it slowly. If you're at 10 grams, aim for 15 grams the next week or 20 grams next week. You don't have to do it all at once. Um, because like I said, you know, with the bean protocol and everything, I did have GI issues. It was just too much fiber too quickly. Um, but over the course of two, three, four weeks, um, all of the gas and the bloating, everything went away. My body got used to it. So if you're somebody that's trying this out, stick with it. Don't give up on it. <laughs> it will happen. Um, also related to that is increasing your intake of cruciferous vegetables. Um, so broccoli and kale and Brussels sprouts and um, cabbage, things like that. Those like um, kind of like gassy <laughs> vegetables. Um, but these vegetables, these cruciferous vegetables have something in them called DIM. And DIM can help with that phase one detox. Um, so again, you know, if you're struggling with this estrogen detox, adding these cruciferous veggies to your diet can be really, really helpful. Um, so again, I tell my clients, I actually have a little list, um, I can include it in the show notes, but I tell them to print it out, hang it on their fridge. Every single week, pick a half a dozen different cruciferous veggies to add to their grocery list, you know, cycle them through their meals that week. And the next week, pick some different ones to add. And of course you can roast them, you can saute them, you can steam them, um, you can put them in a smoothie. I mean, there's so many ways to consume them, but again, trying to get them in just about every single meal. Um, and I actually have a little cheat sheet coming to Instagram um, this week. So definitely keep a lookout for that because that will be helpful as far as helping you plan your meals um, that will help with the estrogen um, dominance and detox. Um, because soluble fiber, cruciferous veggies, they're definitely your friends. Also protein and healthy fats. <laughs> so there's a few things you want to get in your meals. Um, but those are definitely the big ones. And then also, if you know you are struggling with estrogen dominance, of course, a test can definitely help confirm. Um, the Dutch is a great way to see what's going on with those different phases of detox in the liver. Um, but there's a supplement called DIM um, that you can take that's almost like the concentrated version of those cruciferous veggies. Um, so for a lot of my clients, we do add that in, in addition to the nutrition and lifestyle changes, because, you know, if you're really struggling, you're really miserable, you're just not getting results, adding a supplement can be very, very helpful as 
far as supporting the liver and supporting what you're doing. But of course, you can't out supplement a bad diet or lifestyle. Um, so it's always in addition to what we're doing on the diet front. Um, back to the uh, diet. So a poor diet in general can also lead to estrogen dominance. So um, I think the big culprits are caffeine, refined sugar, alcohol, um, like I talked about the conventional meats and dairies, um, non-organic fruits and veggies. Um, for just what I said before, your liver has to do all this work as far as you know, bundling up the estrogen, getting it out through your bowel. So if you're eating these types of foods, you know, they also have to be detoxed through the liver. So if you're consuming caffeine and alcohol, processed food, extra sugar, all of that has to go through the liver as well. And it's not like these things are lining up one by one to get through the liver, but they're competing with the estrogen and the other hormones. So you want to make sure you are being as kind to your liver as possible. And I have personally talked about this. When I was drinking a lot of alcohol, consuming a ton of caffeine, I had the worst um, estrogen dominant symptoms like I was breaking out I had sore breasts all the time like this is probably TMI but maybe some of you can relate that you take off your bra and like just everything hurts or even like you have to wear like a really tight sports bra or two sports bra because like your breasts are just so sore I know T TMI um, but maybe you can relate um, and then also just I felt like a crazy person like I was yelling at the dog and like I'm not somebody that yells um, if anything I'll cry before I yell um, but just having this rage and anger and I'm not somebody who's angry I mean I'm very chill for the most part. I think I internalize a lot more, but I found myself, you know, snapping at my husband or being short with Quinn, yelling at the poor dog for doing nothing. Um, but yeah, I just felt like a crazy person because I just had these mood swings and irritability. Um, I've definitely had those premenstrual headaches. Oh my gosh, those were awful when I was dealing with all this. But Long story short, when I cut back on the alcohol and the caffeine, um, paid attention to how much sugar I was consuming, like all these symptoms got so much better. Um, now I don't feel like a lunatic. I'm definitely much more patient. Um, I don't have the sore breasts. My skin has been so much better. Um, I don't get the headaches. Um, just so many things have changed. I mean, even like the heavy periods, the cramping, um, just I, like my periods are like a dream now. <laughs> like that sounds so like cheesy, but like I have my period and it's like not a big deal like I don't really even care it just kind of comes and goes um, other reasons, sorry, I'm getting a little sidetracked, but other reasons, um, you might be suffering from estrogen dominance is, um, obesity. So like I said, if you are overweight, um, your cells could be holding on to this extra estrogen. Um, so losing weight can actually make estrogen dominance better. But again, like I said, we have that cyclical relationship. So you need to get out of this cycle. Um, and finally, there's a few little things here, um, nutrient deficiencies. Um, that's something I've been exploring with this HTMA testing, which I'm now starting to offer to more of my one-on-one -on -one clients. But um, if you're deficient in you know, magnesium, um, calcium's not getting to where it needs to be in your body, um, low levels of sodium, um, there's all sorts of nutritional deficiencies that come from the pill, that come from pregnancy, you know, having a baby, being depleted after that that can make hormone symptoms and PMS and estrogen dominance so much worse. Um, and then of course, if you are not ovulating and you're not getting that 
boost a progesterone at ovulation, that can make estrogen dominant symptoms worse too. So making sure um, you are ovulating every single month. And that's something I'm, you know, working with clients on right now um, because it's super common. And like I said, stress is kind of like the key thing that kills progesterone. Um, so again, managing stress as much as possible. Oh, and finally, the last thing kind of related, you guys probably saw this one coming, um, but if you have slow liver clearance or poor elimination, um, so like the liver is not doing what it needs to do, again, you know, if you're drinking a lot of alcohol, eating a lot of processed sugar, um, the extra, extra estrogen's not going to get out. And then again, if you're having any sort of slow digestion issues, you know, constipation, slow bowel movements, anything like that, that will cause issues as well. Um, but just wanted to add those in there. I know I've kind of talked about it, but just wanted to make it obvious. Okay, so what to do about this? <laughs> I've kind of touched on these a little bit as I'm talking about the reasons for it. Um, but the big ones I think are managing stress, easier said than done. Also increasing the amount of fiber that you are consuming. So anywhere from 25 to 35 grams, again, to do it slowly. Um, dealing with any sort of gut dysbiosis or inflammation. I think the biggest ones are um, pathogens in the gut, um, any sort of like SIBO, anything like that. Like a lot of like gut stuff can really mess with this thyroid stuff. So dealing with any sort of gut dysbiosis, which really goes back to the root cause. Um, dealing with any sort of food sensitivities, I think you can rope that into there. Um, eating, you know, good quality food, focusing on food quality versus like calories. Um, I think that is really important as far as just like nourishing your body, um, eating good quality foods, um, fixing those nutrient deficiencies. Um, B6 is a really important vitamin um, as well as B2 and zinc. Um, there's some other ones, magnesium. I know I've talked about a few of these, um, but again, you know, working with a practitioner can really help you identify like what is going on and what you need to focus on. Um, and I use the Dutch test with my one-on-one -on -one clients. It's, you know, non-invasive. You don't have to go to a doctor's office. You can do it all at home. Um, and basically you are just, you know, urinating on these little strips of paper, which are your samples and sending them into a lab. I mean, it's really straightforward, um, not, not complicated in any way. It really like walks you through the whole process. Um, so that could be one way to help you identify exactly what's going on. Because like I said, there are different phases of this detox as far as the estrogen goes, um, and different things will help those different phases of detox. So like that first phase, sorry, I hope I'm not getting like too into the weeds on this. I really love all this. It's like so fun and exciting for me, but that phase one with like the dim, the cruciferous veggies, um, the soluble fibers, you could also add broccoli sprouts in there. Um, they, broccoli spout, sprouts contain um, sulforaphane, which is actually um, related to dim in that um, it can help with that detoxification. Um, so just adding those into your diet um, can help. And they're kind of hard to find. I've seen them at Whole Foods every once in a while, and they're literally like a sprout, like an alfalfa sprout or something like that. But you could throw them in a salad, you could mix them with your veggies or a dish like that. They're actually pretty tasty. Um, I really like them. <laughs> um, but again, um, Diet stuff, I think, is like really important as far as what you can do. Um, because again, you know, 
there's supplements and everything. Like I said, you can add the DIM. Um, calcium deglutarate can be really helpful if you're having like GI issues. Um, that's been really helpful for me because I just have trouble with this estrogen detox and I've taken GI maps and there's certain markers that show that you're not detoxing estrogen through the gut. Um, you can also try eating a raw carrot. I don't know if you've heard this before and I think I've talked about it a little bit, um, but carrots contain these unique fibers that really help absorb the estrogen um, in the GI tract and really help it from being reabsorbed. Um, so having like a raw carrot a day can really be helpful as well. I know there's like a few like little things that you could do here and there, but um, I was eating, you know, a raw carrot like every day in the afternoon, um, just as like a quick little, little snack. Um, all right, I'm probably getting into the weeds on all of this, but these are just some of like the big things as far as estrogen detox goes. Of course, um, exercise, sweating, infrared saunas, um, that can help as far as detoxification and everything goes. But the key ones are just making good nutrition decisions. Um, and I do have a free meal plan that you guys can check out as far as helping you balance your estrogen and progesterone in the follicular and luteal phases. So I'll be sure to link to the um, but that can be a really great place to start as far as what to eat. And then also focusing on the fibers, the soluble fibers or cruciferous veggies, adding the carrot in. Um, I think those are the key ones. And then of course, you know, the foundational things as far as food quality, getting enough sleep, managing stress, um, getting exercise in, but not too much. I think those are the big, big ones. But anyways, um, those are the, what you can do um, as far as how to diagnose estrogen dominance. I think the Dutch test is a great way to do it um, because you know you can go get a single blood draw from your doctor, but that blood draw can happen on any day of your cycle. It's not necessarily when estrogen's at its peak or you know what you you don't really know what the estrogen is doing. Um, the blood test is just telling you you have X amount of estrogen in your body, um, but the Dutch test tells you what that estrogen is doing in the body. That's why I've been talking about the phase one and phase two detox and the phase three through the gut. Um, so it just gives us a lot of information about what that estrogen is doing and then what your other hormones are doing in addition to melatonin, cortisol, um, there's nutrient markers, organic acids. It's just so much information on the Dutch. I just love it so, so, so much. But anyways, we are opening applications for one-on-one coaching from December 1st through December 10th. Um, so if you're somebody that has hormonal imbalance, you want to lose weight, you've been struggling to lose weight, um, even if you don't have hormonal imbalance and just want to focus on your nutrition and lifestyle, we do offer macro coaching and nutrition coaching. Um, so that's an option too. You definitely don't have to do the Dutch test to work with us. And for some people, um, the Dutch test actually wouldn't be that helpful. Like if you are on the pill or you have an IUD that has hormones in it, um, the Dutch really wouldn't be that helpful to you because the Dutch only reads natural hormones. And if you're taking synthetic hormones, the Dutch would read the synthetic hormones and basically say that you had no hormones and the Dutch wouldn't be that helpful. But um, if you're somebody that is struggling with hormonal imbalance, um, the Dutch can be really, really helpful as far as identifying what's going on, identifying what those hormones are doing in your body. And me, as your coach and practitioner, I will take your results and your symptoms Symptoms, your medical history and come up with a protocol for you. So really, you know, I'm bypassing a lot of the nonsense and helping you figure out what to focus on, what is most important. Um, because yeah, you could do all the things that I mentioned in this podcast plus more. Um, but really with the Dutch and the protocol, we're focusing on the things that are going to be the dial movers and make the big difference for you. 
and then you will work with a coach on my team um, as far as check-ins go, accountability, the macros, the nutrition, and making sure you're doing what you need to do. Because if you spend time, energy, um, brain power on this test and protocol, but then you don't actually do the things that you need to do or you're not consistent with them, you're not going to get the best results. So having a coach can help you really be accountable to yourself. And then of course, you know, if you have questions, I give all my clients my phone number and they are welcome to reach out to me on WhatsApp, which is, you know, a free voice messaging um, app like Voxer or one of those. Um, but if you have any questions or concerns about your protocol, what's going on with you, you have 24-7 access to me um, because um, I want to know what's going on with you. I want to be able to help you. Sometimes you do need to make changes to protocols. Um, you need to adjust, add things, take things away. Um, so the communication piece is really important to me um, and important to my clients. Um, but yeah, just um, a group effort as far as getting you the best results possible because you'll also work with a coach on my team as far as those weekly check-ins go, the macros, the planning your nutrition into different phases. Um, so it's a really great combination as far as how the whole process works. Um, but like I said, applications are going to be open the 1st through the 10th. So if you have been wanting to do some sort of hormone testing, um, you want to focus on weight loss in the new year, um, this is the time to apply because we are taking people for January. Um, sure, we'll get things started in December, but really like the bulk of the testing and the coaching and everything is going to happen in January. And we only open applications up <clears throat> twice a year. So we're going to be opening them now in December to start in January. And then we're not going to open them again until sometime in the fall. So if you are somebody that wants to get a jump start on 2022, you want to lose weight, you want it to be the best year of your life, you don't want to deal with hormonal imbalances anymore, um, this is the time to apply and learn more about our programs and get started with the hormone testing and get started with a coach. Um, so if you're watching this on Monday, definitely keep a lookout for information starting Wednesday about how to apply. Um, and also, you know, even if you're not interested in working together, keep a lookout for a ton of resources as far as estrogen dominance goes, hormonal imbalance, all that good stuff. I have a ton of resources coming out this week um, because like I said, this is something I see again and again. Um, and if you're somebody that's been on the pill or an IUD like the Mirena or Kailana, I forget the other one's name. Um, <clears throat> if you Google Mirena crash, <laughs> <laughs> you'll find out lots of information about estrogen dominance, but basically these synthetic hormones really set you up for estrogen dominance. So coming off these things, it might just lead right into some sort of estrogen dominant situation. So um, of course, not for everybody, but it is super duper common and I experienced it myself. So um, just want to help guide you in the right direction as far as dealing with this, because you can feel really, really bad <laughs> having these symptoms. I have been there, done that, and it is not fun. All right, guys, I've rambled on forever and ever. I hope you found this helpful. I feel like I probably told you way more things than you ever wanted to know about estrogen dominance, but like I said in the beginning, it's super duper common and it's quote unquote easily fixable with diet and lifestyle changes and maybe a little bit of supplementation um, just to help you out through those hard times. But again, you know, testing can really, really help, but your symptoms will say a lot as well. And of course, if you have specific questions, send me a message, more than happy to help. And if you're interested in working together, um, be sure to apply online. All right, guys, have a great day. See you later. Bye. <laughs> oh no, I'm not gonna be able to reach. I'm not gonna be able to reach, Burf. All right, you gotta go on the ground.
can't reach them. They're squishy. Ugh, oh, pug problems, right? Bye, guys.